Welcome everyone to the Going the Distance podcast, gambling edition. This is our second episode. This is brought to you by gtdsports.com. Make sure to check out the website and see our new blogs and uh, sign up for our newsletter at the bottom of the website there. And uh, make sure to follow us, our Twitter account at gtd underscore sports. Follow our personal account. I am at Elijah Spans. Ryan's over at Ryan Bunnell 8 um, And then if you want to follow along, since this is our Gambling Edition podcast, make sure to follow us along the, at the Action Network so you can track our picks as they happen. See what's happening. Let's get it. If you're not familiar with the Action Network, it's basically just a social media kind of app for sports betting. It lets you follow people, see their picks, things like that. So if you follow us on there, you'll be able to keep track of all of our picks. All right, we got a full slate today. We got some NFL, we got some UFC, we got some NBA, and we even have an esports pick today. So full slate. Last week was a very successful week for me and Ryan. I went three and one. Ryan, you went four and one. Yep, four and one. Only lost a prop bet. Yep. So that's that's a pretty good start. We're gonna keep track of our records and see who's gonna come out see on who's top, beating who. But um, all right then. Let's get right into it with some NFL. So first off, let's start with uh, Packers Bucks. Ryan, who do you got? I'm riding with my Super Bowl pick. I said it in the last podcast. Tom Brady's not losing. I'm going with. Tampa Bay plus three and a half. I'm tempted to take Tampa Bay money line here, but when you're when you're granted a three and a half point cushion, you got to take that. So I think it's going to be a close game no matter who wins. But I'm going to ride with the Bucks to make the Super Bowl. So I think you're wrong on every molecular level of this pick. Oh, um, it's it's Packers all the way. So I somehow snagged Packers minus three at one point. When it, when it dipped down to minus three, I knew it was going to go back up. Mm-hmm. So I got it at minus three. But I'll even, I would even take Packers minus three and a half because Aaron Rodgers is a man on a mission. He's, I, I think it might have been the Jordan Love pick. That might have been like the most, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Just facade or smoke screen or just igniter that the Packers GM lit for uh, Aaron Rodgers. It's because he's been on fire this season, and he is not going down. He's winning the Super Bowl this year. They're my Super Bowl pick. I made it probably during the second quarter of that Rams game last week. Um, the Packers all the way, man. They're just too good. They're so fucking good. See, I mean, I agree. The Packers are really good. And, I mean, it is tough to call. Like, I'm not guaranteeing Tampa Bay plus 3.5 is going to hit. Because, like you said, Aaron Rodgers has been going off. But... I think that Tampa Bay's defense might be better than the Rams. It's tough to say, but if you look at uh, the Bucks' cornerbacks, their number one corner, Carlton Davis, I personally think he's capable of slowing down Devontae Adams. I don't think Devontae is going to have a quiet game per se, but for example, Davis held Michael Thomas. They played three times against the Saints this year, and in those three games, Michael Thomas had eight catches, 68 yards, and zero touchdowns. So I know they're different receivers, and Michael Thomas had an off year altogether, but Davis is definitely capable of slowing down the pass game. But even if Rodgers gets slowed down, it's going to be tough to uh, slow down Aaron Jones. So I think that Devontae Adams isn't going to be slowed down because he faced the best corner in the league last week, Jalen Ramsey, and 
uh, it didn't phase him one bit. That's fair. Also, too, um, is Carlton Davis. Yeah, he slowed down Michael Thomas. But like you said, this has been a down year for Michael Thomas. This is a weird year to uh, is. talk about Michael Thomas' stats. I don't know what went on with that guy because he's a stud. And he just he didn't have it this year. And also Drew Brees, too. That playoff game, he couldn't do shit. So I would say that's more of an aberration than stats to base yourself off of. Um, but I think that uh, the fact that Devontae Adams just let uh, just didn't let J- Jalen Ramsey phase him one bit is is a reason for not for me to not be worried about that. And I mean, Aaron Jones is a is a really good running back. Uh, he played great against the Rams defense. I mean, Aaron Donald being limited may have played a factor in how well he played in that game. Yeah, but he's one of the best running backs in the league right now. And um, oh, for sure, I'm not gonna fade him. Well, I mean, talking about running backs, I wouldn't say on the other side the Bucks running back Leonard Fournette. You you can't really call him one of the best in the league right now. But it's fucking playoff Lenny, baby. 239 yards from scrimmage and two touchdowns so far in the playoffs, which isn't something crazy, but considering they have a um, a backfield committee, a running back committee, those are some pretty good numbers. And considering those are like astronomical numbers compared to what he's been putting up this season. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, that is playoff Lenny. Both both Leonard Fournette and we talked about Michael Thomas just a second ago. Both of those guys really fucked my fantasy teams. Uh, I will admit Fournette was kind of a risky pick and didn't pay off, but Michael Thomas was my first pick in two of my leagues, and I was without him the entire time. So that was a bit rough, but outside of uh, Tampa Bay plus three and a half, I'm also going to be making a pick on the over. I'm taking over 51 and a half, and it's mostly just because I think these offenses are definitely capable of putting up at least 28 points, four touchdowns each. But it's going to come down to the defense because I think the Packers offense showed that, you know, they can cut through a solid defense. They did it against the Rams last week, and so did the Bucks. I mean, the Saints don't have a, a shabby defense whatsoever. So it, it was interesting to see both teams put up points. So I'm going with the over 51.5 again this week. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you. I'll take the over on that. For some reason, I got it at 52, not 51.5, but I still like it. Um, I agree with your statement that. Both teams could easily put up 28. Um, I think this is a game where a defense could win the game, but it's going to be one of those ones where it's going to be a late pick. Um, it's going to be less about stopping for these. De- I'm not going to gauge these defenses' performances to, uh, to, on Sunday by how well they stop. It's going to be about how many turnovers they can create. Um, and turnovers are going to be tough to come by with. Yeah, Rogers. turnovers are going to be tough to come by for with Rodgers. So that's why another reason why I'm going to give the edge over to the Packers because Tom Brady's been more interception prone this year than Aaron Rodgers has because Aaron Rodgers does not throw picks. He fucking hates it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. he, he, just doesn't, he just doesn't do it. I think he has, what, 89 career interceptions, and he's been playing since we were kids. Yeah, his, so. his, his touchdown interception ratio is astronomical. Mm-hmm. But Absol- I, I think they're going to score points. Another reason I'm taking the over is uh, – like we said before, the Action Network is an app where you can follow us, keep track of our picks. Um, on there, they do have some pro models and things like that. So I'm following along with a pro model, which has the score projected at 54.6, which gives this line incredible value. Um, that's almost three points of a difference. So I'm taking that all day. 
Yeah, I just I just like the I you have to go with the over on this one. I don't think there's any way that you could pick the under with these two offenses and Green Bay's run defense isn't very great and everyone knows that if you want to, you know, score points in the playoffs is you have to run the damn ball. So Yeah, very true. I am nervous though after seeing the the Bills and Ravens game last week to take the over cuz everybody thought the over was going to hit with those two offenses and then a 3-3 first half kind of put that to a halt. Yeah, um but I mean, how many games have we seen like that this season, honestly? Yeah. I mean, how many how many I I I don't really I can't off the top of my head, I can't name a game where it was that low scoring. Yeah, me neither. I, the I think the entire regular season or like The Saints had one. The Saints had a really low scoring game. I think it was 9 to 3. Okay. I could be forgetting. Either way, though, I think so. My official pick on that game to round things up is Tampa Bay plus three and a half, and I'm going with the over of 51 and a half. All right. Packers minus three and a half, or if you want to go with what I got it at earlier in the week at minus three. All day, every day, lock of the century. I don't know man, about that. I don't know, man. Give me the over. I just, I just, I don't know. I'll pick them no matter who they're playing next in the Super Bowl either. Like, it's, they're, See if They're the if the Packers losing. make the Super Bowl, it's it, that's my pick might change depending on who makes the Super Bowl. But right now I'm taking Bills and Bucks in the Super Bowl. And uh, speaking about the Bills, moving on to Bills and the Chiefs game. They're the evening game on Sunday. Same same spread as the first game. It's Chiefs are favored by three and a half. But I'm riding with Bills plus three and a half. They were my Super Bowl pick at the beginning of the season. Even I've I've always been a huge Josh Allen fan, and this is the Bills team of destiny. I um, I love this Bills team. It's so I fun. Enjoy this Bills team so much. Josh Allen is great. He's must-watch television. I mean that that play where uh, against the Colts wild card where it was a designed uh, quarterback draw, and he f- fucking threw the ball into the end zone off while he was in like running form, like. That was electric. I mean, the guys must watch television. But I got to go Chiefs minus three. Ooh, that hurts. I know. It was, it was a tough pick. Earlier in the week, I was up on Bills minus plus three. I mean, but um, the more I thought about it, the more I thought about Patrick Mahomes' playoff record. And he's only lost one game in the AFC Championship, which was his first playoffs. And he lost it on some bullshit to Tom Brady and the Patriots that year. Yeah, Uh, yeah. But, I mean, yeah, the Chiefs have a history. And, I mean, if you compare their recent playoff history with the Bills, the Bills, this is their first time making the AFC Championship since 1994. It's actually, like, today, the day we're recording it, is the anniversary of their last time uh, making the championship game. So Kansas City definitely has a little bit more experience under their belt in the playoffs, at least in recent years. But the Chiefs have been playing people so close all year. In their last five games, they've only covered the spread in one of them. And even though this is only a three-and-a-half-point spread, I could easily see the Chiefs winning by exactly three. Is it three-and-a-half now, or is it just three? It's three-and-a-half. It's three-and-a-half? Yeah. Oh, our, our book had it at three. Wow. That changes things for me a little bit. But I'll still rock with... Uh, Three and a half, I guess, just because they've been here before. They know what they're doing. They uh, they have the experience. They're the defending champs. 
This is their third AFC Championship game in a row. Which is absurd. So, yeah. They've, you know, they're the they're the old guard at this point now. And um, I just, I this is Josh Allen's first, um, what, first AFC Championship game. They went to the, they lost to the Texans last year in the wild card round. They have a lot better team this year. But they just can't, the, the Chiefs will just, Flip that switch, and um, they're gonna they're gonna pull it out of their ass and win. You're right. I mean, that is how they do things. They pull it out of their ass. Like the majority of their games, I'd say they were probably down at halftime, down in the third quarter, and then all of a sudden, Patrick Mahomes magic just whips out his dick and shits on everybody. But I think I think that's eventually gonna catch up to him. But it's not gonna catch up. It's or uh, not this week, but it's gonna catch up to him their next game at the Packers Chiefs Super Bowl. That that'll be interesting to see. I'm I do I will say I do trust Andy Reid as a head coach in the playoffs much more than I trust Sean McDermott, but maybe this is McDermott's opportunity to prove himself. It could be, I don't know. Either way, I think it's going to be a close game. This is going to be one of those bets that we're going to be on the edge of our seat sweating it out the entire game. So, it's going to be fun to watch. Yeah. It's funny that you said you trust Andy Reid because I remember before he won that Super Bowl, it, it was all the narrative was that Andy Reid can't win playoff games. You're, you're right, yeah, especially with uh, especially when he so was in Philadelphia. So Mahomes has definitely turned that around for him. But um, another reason too why I'm going with Packers and Chiefs is because uh, both those quarterbacks make a lot of uh, State Farm commercials. And, um, <laughs> Dude, I think State Farm's got a little bit of money on this game. Dude, on these I've games seen here. that, man. I've seen the conspiracies. They're they're talking about, oh, well, if you notice the the number of State Farm commercials, and also like they switched the actors to now it's Mahomes and Rogers, so like as the pair, and <laughs> it's just funny to think uh, the conspiracies have been talking about. You know, State Farm controls the NFL. They're putting them in the Super Bowl for their advertisements. Oh, absolutely. That's that's what's gonna happen. If it does but happen, NFL's gonna let they're gonna let them play the Super Bowl. But if it does happen, I'll be concerned. <laughs> yeah, that's what I, you know. It's a factor. It's a factor. These things matter when it comes to betting. Oh, for they sure. Really I mean, you can't just ignore these conspiracies. They're they're there for a reason, you know. You know, and uh, we should definitely talk. Maybe not today, but eventually we'll talk about um, re- like uh, what's the superstitious ways to bet. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. There's, like, I remember you told me about one of your buddies, his favorite way to bet is if somebody, like, a family member or something dies. And, like, because yeah. the player's going to be, like, ready, inspired, fiery, and come out playing well. Like, that, that is one of those things that has an effect. Yeah, one time he put big money on uh, Georgia minus 14 against Mizzou because the Georgia Bulldog died. Oh, did it hit? Oh, yeah. It hit. Oh, of course, yeah. I mean, you know, but mascot like, death, that's, that's pure motivation. Yeah. But um, anyway, there's another big event this weekend. It's going to be UFC, McGregor versus Poirier. McGregor's back, baby. If you haven't heard about Conor this, McGregor. then you've been sleeping under a rock because this is going to be the oh, biggest shit. pay-per-view event of the year, if not the last 10 years. I'm excited to see McGregor back. I've been waiting for a year now since his last fight against Cowboy Cerrone, which speaking about that fight, goddamn, McGregor looked good. So I'm curious to see if he's going to come out just as strong as he did last time. Well, 
Cowboy Cerrone's on the same team as McGregor. Mm-hmm. Cow- uh, Cowboy fights under McGregor. So, like, if anything, that was more of a sparring match than a fight. Like, there was no know. way that's, in hell. That's tough to call There's a no sparring match, no way in hell. Match, I mean, it was, you know. Well, well beat the shit I'm out just of saying that there's no way in hell that Cerrone would have won that fight. So even if you were to talk about. Trying. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I mean, there have been fighters on the same team that have fought numerous times in the past before. Yeah, but once Conor McGregor, who has um, the potential to make the UFC billions of dollars, and the other is Donald Cerrone. Okay, well, so, let's... Which is nothing nothing against Cerrone. I mean, he's a good fighter. I like watching him. He's a very good middle-of-the-road fighter. He's like kind of like... Uh, have you ever seen that movie, The Fighter? No. With Mark Wahlberg? Oh, uh, yes, well, yeah, with Mark Wahlberg, yeah. They call him a stepping stone fighter, which is that... If you fight him and you can beat him, then you're ready for the next level. But if you can't, then you should probably just call it a career. And that's kind of what I see Cerrone as. He's kind of a stepping stone fighter. He's a guy like, well, if you can beat Cerrone, then you're ready for the title shot. I think at this point in his career, I could agree with you. But you can't forget Cerrone holds the most UFC records of any fighter. Um, He has the most UFC fights under his belt. He's been in in the organization for a really, really long time. Uh, he used to be championship caliber, but I, I would agree with that statement at this point in his career. But I wouldn't necessarily say he's always been a stepping stone fighter because he definitely used to be one of the top dogs. But not to get distracted from uh, the main event, um, you know, McGregor and Poirier, this is the second time they've been fighting. First time around, McGregor had a three minute knockout in the first round. So outside of the main event, though, we're going to talk about that, get our picks in for their last. But. We made a couple undercard picks. This undercard isn't as stacked as you would expect for such a main big pay-per-view event, but kind of like we talked about in our last podcast, um, this Dana White knows what he's doing. Dana's a good, great promoter, and there's definitely going to be some names that come out of this card that will be in the UFC for years to come. Yeah, it's um, it's kind of an interesting undercard. I didn't really recognize too many names on here. Yeah, same. Um, but, again, like you said, Dana White knows what he's doing, so I'm expecting some really good fights. One fight that I'm really looking forward to is Mahmoud Muradov versus Andrew Sanchez. I'm picking Muradov. Uh, he's from Uzbekistan. So you always got to go, go with people from that area of the world. They're just they're they're built dogs, different. Bro. They're, they're crazy. They're crazy. If you put somebody against Kazakhstan from the American, and I don't know anything about any of the fighters, I'm going with the Kazakh. A hundred times out of a hundred, they eat, sleep, and breed fighting. Yeah, and uh, this guy he hasn't he hasn't lost a fight since 2016. Um, so he's it's uh, I think he's in 12 or 13 win streak now. His last fight was also in t- December of 2019. So he's had an h- entire year off, about 14 months off. So he's fresh, and I think he's gonna kick Andrew Sanchez's ass. He's only favored at minus 168, so there's good value here. He's 24 and six. He's about to be 25 and six. Um, so that's my first undercard pick. That that wouldn't at minus 168. That wouldn't be too bad to add as a as a parlay piece too, depending on no, how confident you are. Out for my my favorite pick, other than the Conor McGregor fight, is I'm going with the the undercard, the co-main or not necessarily the co-main event, but the second fight right underneath McGregor. I'm taking Dan Hooker minus 140 to beat Michael Chandler. Um, this this isn't necessarily a big name fight, but these are both guys that I think are slightly underrated. 
uh, especially Dan Hooker. Hooker has four inches in height and reach against Chandler, so that'll definitely be a factor in the fight tonight. Hooker's only loss in the last two years came by the hands of Dustin Poirier, which, as we know, Poirier's a beast. He's fighting for the belt tonight. So, And before that, Hooker defeated Paul Felder, which if the, you are, if listeners out there aren't aware, Paul Felder is a UFC legend. Now he's joined the commentating crew. Literally his last fight, he was scheduled to commentate, and then six days before the fight, he jumped in the ring as the fighter rather than the commentator. Anyway, that's another story, but Felder's a great guy. But Hooker beat Felder, which is something to take note of. And this fight's going to come down to the grappling game. And if Hooker can keep this fight on, like, standing up and boxing, then I think he's going to come away with the win because Hooker's takedown average is only .74 per round compared to Michael Chandler's 2.57. So all it's going to take is one perfectly timed punch for Hooker to get in there and knock him out. Yeah, so I think uh, you got to go with Hooker, right? Yeah, I mean, I, that's, that's I mean, my thing. With pick. all those intangibles on there, yeah. I mean, and all the, the, the measurements, I mean, they mean something. It looks They're good. Just, looks good on paper. They, yeah, they don't just they don't just put that out there for no for no reason. So yeah. are you making any other plays? Yeah, I got one more. I got Amir Albazi over Zlagis Zumagulov. Oh, these names are fun. These names are fun. Okay. <laughs> Part of the reason why I made this pick is you talked about we talked about superstitious betting over here. I'm taking the alliteration bet. This is the alliteration bet. I'm taking AA over ZZ. AA starts the beginning of the alphabet for a reason. He's top dog. <laughs> Nobody gives a fuck about Z. Okay. Hey, I mean, it's also last for too, a reason. Amir Albazi is the Swedish prince. He's 13 and one. He's 27 years old. Um, he followed up his only loss with a submission win, and um, he's facing it off against a. Uh, a 34-year-old Zlagas Zumagalov, and uh, he's who's 13 and four. He's a middle of the road fighter, and I think uh, Mir Albazi. He's got the defense and the wrestling to beat Zlagas. Zlagas is more of a brawler. Mm-hmm. Um, it's and uh, Amir's defense isn't um, astounding. It isn't terrific. So Zlagas still has a chance to get a, a hit or two in there, but. I think Amir's wrestling ability is going to put him over Zlagas. You're, you're convincing me. I might take that pick now. It's the alliteration bet. Dude, they, I've never heard of that one, the alliteration. That's interesting. I mean, you know, it's got. there's got to be a reason. A comes before Z. You know, that's, yeah. just, that's how it works. It's the alliteration bet. It's dude. basically free money. It's basically free money. Like, and it's also <laughs> minus 105. So he is the underdog here. Not a huge underdog because Zumagov, I think, was minus... 130, 140. Yeah, usually when fights are like close, it's like a minus 105, minus 120 kind of thing for the difference. Yeah. So just going with the dog, he presents good value, presents good value here. I'd say take him. I take the, Ride the alliteration bet with me. I, I might have to hop on board with that one. I am also taking an underdog, but I'm heading over to the women's fighters. I'm taking Jessica I at plus 100, even odds to beat Joanne Calderwood. This should be a really good fight. They have very similar builds, similar styles. Uh, Jessica I is a little bit more technical and experienced. She's definitely fought better competition than Calderwood. Um, But Calderwood has been getting a lot of attention lately, so we'll see what happens there. But Jessica I, 11 out of her 13 last UFC bouts have gone the distance. 
So that really leans me towards taking the over for uh, the rounds lasted. But the over two and a half odds are minus 320. So I don't even know if that's worth a stab at. Hmm. Minus 320. It's pretty hefty. That's what, it's one of the reasons why I don't bet a lot of UFCs is because the odds are just so stacked. They're used, a lot of them are in the 300s. And like, I don't know about you, but I don't like risking $45 just to win 15 bucks. Yeah, no, it's not It's not worth it. That's that's where I I take the minus 200 to minus 300 kind of odds, and I'll parlay them if I'm confident. Like, I'll parlay a couple or three together. But yeah. outside of that, um, the over-under odds, I think just straight up to win. Jessica I is 3-2 and two in her last five fights, but those two losses came from Cynthia Calvillo, who's a rising star, and Valentino Shevchenko, who is, like, the beast of women's MMA. She is love unstoppable. Shevchenko. I love Shevchenko, dude. She's easily my favorite fighter. So fun to watch, but I Shevchenko love her almost her as much as I love saying her name. Dude, right? It's so much fun. <laughs> and like, you don't even need to know how to spell it. It's super complicated, but it's just fun to say Valentina Shevchenko. Gotta love the Eastern Europeans. Yeah, for sure. So o- then- overall, Jessica I has fought better competition, so... Uh, I'm going to roll with her to get the dub on a big stage, big pay-per-view event like this. All right, now we move on to our main event. McGregor, McGregor versus Poirier, too. Ooh. And you got to go McGregor, right? Yeah, I mean... You got to go gotta. McGregor. There's, Poirier is a good fighter, but, I mean, I don't want to watch a, a Conor McGregor fight and not root for Conor McGregor. It's It's so me? hard, you know, and... I think the people that hate on Conor McGregor, just grow up, have fun, okay? Like, I get it, he's different from the sport. He's not the typical UFC fighter or promoter, but he's brought a whole new element to the game, and it's just so hard not to cheer for him and not to want him to be the belt holder, you know? He's also been really nice, this this fight cycle. He's Mm. been really professional. Um, He's been really respectful in his shit-talking. Um... But he's still shit talking, so it's still Conor McGregor shit talk. But he's just been a lot more of a of a, a gentleman about it, if you will, an Irish gentleman now. He's a little bit older. Um, and even if you saw it, when they were giving their weigh-ins and they're, you know, when they kind of bow up to each other, and that's when they take the pictures. Yeah. He even shook his hand beforehand, and he was laughing and joking about it. It was it was a cool thing to watch. Yeah, which, God damn, I love Conor McGregor. Compare compare that press conference and like the photos to their first fight back in 2014. They were ready to jump the gun at each other. They were pushing and shoving. Dana White had to split them up during the, the press conference. God. It is Dana White looked so ready too and Conor McGregor got up in his face. He looked so ready just to get in there. Yeah. And just a sense of relief came over him when he realized that Conor was just having some fun. I think it's also... Man partially maybe because Connor's kid is here now you know he's he's been really focused on that I've seen a lot of videos of Connor McGregor's baby signing autographs on posters super cute but that you never know that's we're talking about betting trends and superlatives that could be another reason Connor just had a kid he's gonna win for his kid you know but I mean that's something totally different I think so, yeah. yeah personally you do have to go with McGregor I don't think Poirier's a great fighter like you said but I just don't think he's he has enough to stop the notorious. Um, and then what do you have for the over-under two and a half rounds? The the under is currently listed at, I believe, minus 200 odds. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so it's pretty heavily favored to be a short fight. Personally, I'm not making a pick on the money line because McGregor minus 320, I believe it is, is really hefty. You're going to have to lay down a lot of juice to get anything back on that. So my pick is a little bit of a less likely one. I'm going with McGregor to win in round two at plus so 260 odds. I uh, I made a parlay of McGregor and the under. So okay. basically yeah, have, I can totally see that. the same bet going on. I did like the over a lot because um, he said he welcomed the war in one of the interviews. But I also think that McGregor knows himself and he knows he kind of gets tired. If you watch a lot of his fights, he'll get tired by the third round. He does, yeah. And uh, he'll start breathing heavy and tucker himself out. I've seen every single fight that goes past like two or three rounds. He starts, man, it's like, it's like he just fucking ran full sprint for a marathon and just dead. So I think he'll try and get the get the knockout punch in pretty quickly. Yeah, I did too. He, I forget the stat exactly, but I'm pretty sure every single one of Conor McGregor's knockouts in the UFC has come before the third round started. So if McGregor's going to win by knockout or TKO, it's it's going to be early. That's his style. That's how he does it. Which, as a fan, is always fun to see. But I feel like shit whenever I pay $60 to watch a pay-per-view fight and then it lasts like 10 seconds. Not to uh, promote illegal streaming, but... It's there. It. <laughs> yeah. It's there. No, I've, I've done that, you know, but... I, sometimes I get nervous for the super big events like this one that the stream may cut off and stuff like that, which it's happened to me in the past where it's cut off in the main event. So I don't know. We'll see what I end up doing tonight. But either way, we got a massive, massive fight tonight. It's going to be the biggest UFC event probably of the year. Everybody knows who McGregor is. I'm pretty sure like over 90% of public bettors are siding with McGregor, which makes sense, you know, because if you're a casual fan, of course, you're going to take McGregor. But It'll be interesting to see. Yeah, it makes me nervous because you're always supposed to fade the public like this, but... It's hard to. McGregor. Yeah, All you right, gotta go with McGregor. We each have two picks of our... Two extra picks to make on our own to add to our betting cards this weekend. Uh, me and Ryan both have an NBA pick. So, tonight, Saturday night, I have Warriors plus seven and a half. Um, I like giving Steph Curry seven and a half points. And if you haven't heard, Steph Curry is actually not a real basketball player. He is a character in his own anime because this guy can slow down his heart rate to about 80 during a 90 second timeout because he knows how to control his diaphragm and control his breathing to the point where he will become calm and well-rested again, and he'll get that second burst of energy because he can lower his heart rate in 90 seconds just through his breathe, breathing and his diaphragm. That's some monk-type shit. Yeah. He did training with... Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's who he trained with, with some kind of monk. I don't know. It's crazy. But he he placed sandbags below his ribcage to get this done. What the and fuck? And practice his breathing to strengthen his diaphragm. No, that's some anime-type Naruto shit. I mean, it, like, yeah, it is. When this article came out, I think I heard Naruto writers screaming in the distance <laughs> that they didn't think of that shit. Like, this dude is nuts. Don't give Steph Curry 7.5 points. Give me Warriors plus 7.5. 
See, I'm I'm staying away from that game. Like you're right, Steph is going off, but it's tough because I've seen a lot of uh, so-called industry experts are siding with the Jazz tonight. But you know they're called experts, but they don't always win. Yeah, if experts were right 100 percent of the time, then they'd be fucking cajillionaires. So. Yeah, and Vegas would never make any money. So, but I'm taking a different game. I'm going with Nuggets minus two and a half against the Suns. Right now, they just played last night. Um, it was a close game. The Nuggets came out on top by two. But the reason I'm siding with them to win again is Devin Booker's out. Devin Booker's not playing. Chris Paul just rolled his ankle last night. Those are two key guys for the Suns. So, And I also think that the Nuggets are finding their stride. You know, They found their groove. They're definitely a top three team. Uh, they're going to make the playoffs. And yeah, I think uh, Jokic is going to carry them to the win tonight. And then, what's your other extra pick for uh, this weekend? I'm going. Ryan? I'm going with uh, some college basketball. I like. It's a first half pick, not a full game spread. I'm going with Tennessee minus four and a half in the first half against Missouri. So they've. This is an SEC matchup. They've already played once before. Uh, Tennessee beat Missouri by 20 points their last time out, and I believe that was the Tigers' first loss. Um, this is a top 20 matchup. Both teams are ranked. So it should be a good game. But the reason I'm taking Tennessee is Tennessee just got completely embarrassed by Florida by almost 30 points in their last game. And Tennessee has been one of those teams that's been talked about as a title contender all season. So I don't think that Tennessee is going to lose two games in a row, especially after being embarrassed like that. So I think they're going to come out the first half fired up to, to prove they're legit. You know, So I'm taking the first half line. What about you? What's your uh, what's your extra pick? So I'm going with a little bit of CSGO esports, some Blast Premier. Interesting. Um, I wanted to take a bet in the Vitality Astralis game, but that's actually going on right now as we speak. Um, so we're a little bit late to that. So instead, I'm going with uh, Team Liquid plus one and a half over Natus Vincere. And what this is, a plus one and a half bet is so... CSGO matches, they'll go to best of three for um, uh, tournaments, I guess. They'll do a best of 30, right? So you have to win at least 16 matches to take one out of the best of three. And so usually teams, it goes one and two, two and one, and it's at like minus 230. So this is this is a really good bet. These are two equally um, good teams or equally uh, matched teams on how um, – on how well they perform, so this is a this is the easiest bet to make in all of esports. So basically, also, too, if they if they don't like the only way they can lose is if they lose the rounds, say three to one or three to zero. That's the only way that bet loses, right? Yeah, well, it, it's it can only go to two to zero, so you can only win because it's best out of three. Oh yeah, so you're right. Two. Yeah. Okay. yeah, and so a lot of a lot of these esports maps or matches go two one. Some of them go two zero, oh, so it's kind of. It's just really easy because if they take the first one, then your bet's over. Like, you you win it. Um, also, too, this is an extra pick out there. Um, so the winner of the Team Liquid and Natus Vincere match will either play Vitality or Astralis, depending on who Mitch, uh, wins their match or who loses their match today. Um, take Vitality and or Astralis over either of those teams vitality and astralis are the top two teams in, in csgo right now they're in another level vitality the french team is doing great astralis the danishes 
they're doing great. The Europeans, man. They're they're gonna they're gonna uh, they're gonna face off for the Blast Final Premier um, Showdown Championship match. They're going on right now in the winners bracket, but they're gonna face again. I mean, there's no way that either of those teams loses to either of the Team Liquid or not to Sincere. That'll be interesting to see. I'm I'm just now starting to get more into the esports scene, so you might uh, might convince me to make some plays. And it's definitely always easier, more fun to watch, more fun to get into whenever you have some money on the line. So not that we're encouraging you to to bet on something you don't know too much about, but it's a good time. All right, it's guys. A very good time. That's all we have for today's episode. Uh, we got we covered uh, main things: NFL playoffs, UFC 257, Conor McGregor and Poirier. It's going to be a great weekend of sports, and next time we're going to get into a little bit more sports, a little bit more all around. Uh, Definitely going to talk about Super Bowl predictions and things like that, but it's going to be a good time, so stay tuned. All right, thanks everyone. Taylor Fade, best of luck. Thanks for listening.